Hey guys, welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hope your Wednesday is starting off good. Read a story about American Airlines. Say, uh, a passenger saying they're not enforcing their own mask policy. And the guy who was in the article said if he had known his seatmate wouldn't have worn a mask or have been required to wear a mask, he would have never got on the airplane. And that I can agree with. I don't want to get in a tube where everybody's juices are floating around in the air if we're not kind of covering our faces a little bit. So the guy was in self-quarantine 55 days. He goes, I have to fly to Texas. I got to be with my son. And he knew that the rules had been in play where you have to wear a mask. He got on the plane and nobody was wearing a mask. And the person next to him wasn't wearing a mask. Quote, American Airlines mask policy specifies that those who are eating or drinking, you have an exception for the mask. Otherwise, it's got to be on. But he was like, people weren't wearing them. You know, I tell you, I went and I got a juice yesterday for lunch. Went to the juice place. Got me a little quinoa bowl with a little protein. Got something called the dock, which is a pretty green juice, but I like a little fruit in my smoothie. And I walk in and they say, nobody comes in without a mask. A mask. Now, again, I don't feel like I have to wear a mask. I should. I do, though. I, I feel like if I got it, I'd be like, ah, okay. But I don't wear a mask for me. So I put the mask on. If I go inside somewhere, I put the mask on. And yesterday, I think I, it was a do-rag. Do you call them a do-rag? Yeah. yeah Bandana? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I wrap it on my face and I walk in and then look over and there's two people not wearing masks in there. There are two people with masks, me and somebody else, and two people without. And it's like, do you not care about me? Because I care about you. I'm not wearing this for my health. I'm wearing this for your health. Also, did, you, did they see the sign? Did you ask them? Did you see the sign? No, I didn't ask them. <laughs> That's a weird place to be. <laughs> I take the sign and pull it in front of them. <laughs> did you see this? I don't want to be that person. I want to be mask enforcer. Yeah. But again, I feel like a dope wearing a mask, but I do it anyway because I think that I should for other folks. Not for me, but for other people, I feel like I should. So I do. Keep two in my car, and then I have a Rob a Bank mask, which oh. is what I was wearing yesterday. <laughs> so I feel like I do kind of like putting that one on. Yesterday on the show, we were talking about if the world was ending and uh, on the post show. And I was like, man, because I've never done a legal drug. And I was like, man, it, it'd be time. Like if I knew the world was ending and a meteor was coming for us, I'd probably try that stuff. But then I thought I probably want to rob a bank too. I was thinking of all oh, the stuff I want to do because I want to do it now. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to rob a bank. Wouldn't it be crazy to see if you get away with it, though? <laughs> That'd be cool. If you know the world was ending. Oh, I don't want to put fear in other people. Like, when you're robbing, the people working would be so scared. Yeah, I mean, I get scared all the time. I was driving yesterday, and it's two lanes going each way, and there was this big old garbage truck flying. And I'm on the inside lane. He's on the inside lane. Go both directions. I swear we missed about, like, eight inches. Oh, I mean, it was a whoa, right by, and I was like, dang. So I got a little scared, too. Sometimes you just get scared, Amy. Okay. <laughs> That's my whole point. Sometimes life is just scary. I'm like, I would sit at home and maybe have a cookout and play games and bond with family. Not me. I'm and trying Bobby's to chase that adrenaline, like, baby. I'm going to do heroin and rob a bank. And I'm like, what? Because that's you can do all that right now. Well, I should. Yeah, you do should. Do it more. But yeah. that's what that's, I want to I'm never going to rob a bank or do illegal drugs. Unless the world's ending, and then I want to just know what, what, why it's so great. Why does everybody do it? Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I was reading a story about how these scientists say, here are these random things you should be doing every single day. One is hug somebody. Apparently, when you hug someone, it activates part of the brain that generates excitement and slowly builds up your immune system. Number two is, it says play video games. Come on. Mm. Playing video games improves overall brain health. Here's the thing. I play one game and one game only, NBA 2K20. <laughs> and I've now created a second character. If I would have had this when I was a kid because I was picked on and beat up and was the poor, stinky kid, I was that kid. 
But I have definitely seen now how you can live a different life as this character because you're with other people and you can build your guy. You can put work into him. You can I – mean, even for like these role-playing games, even for, like you get good and you get respect by your peers. Yeah. That it doesn't matter what you look like or your socioeconomic – none of that matters. It's just based on the amount of work you've put into that. And I could see where a kid like me that was not cool, if I would have got into video games, I would have found a place that I was welcomed and accepted in the virtual world. And I see why people get into it and actually feel a, a bit of community because they're getting something, love, for reasons they can control instead of for reasons they can't control. Interesting. Yeah, video game TED Talk. A really cool way to look at it, dude. That's I never well, thought about that. Some and I also I get on and I get bullied sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they and, do. They and bully. they're like eleven years old, <laughs> and I hate it. And it triggers that part of me that was bullied as a kid. Uh, but I do see where you can go and be really good at a video game in a virtual world where it is important. That's important when you're on playing. And people are like, man, that was real good. And there are times when I'm playing basketball and I make a good shot because we're playing five on five and it's all random people from around the world. And they're like, hey, great pick, thanks a lot, man. And I'm like, oh wow, thank you. It <laughs> does make you yourself. feel good. Yeah. So I do see that. That's a place to go to escape or to live a life where you are accepted for who mm. you are. Where it doesn't matter what, col- it, what yeah. color skin you are. You can be able to color skin the guy you make. It, it's, it's, That's cool. So anyway, in conclusion, Caitlin, let me play more video games if you're listening to this. <laughs> Basically what I'm trying to say. <laughs> as long as you don't escape too much into that virtual world and find yourself a basketball yeah. cheerleader girlfriend. Oh, there are no girls. Okay. Yeah, there are no girls. I've never seen a girl play play NBA 2K20. They don't talk anyway. You mean a, ca- a girl character? I'm sure there's girls. No, that like you play. can hear the voices. No, you can, I've never played with a girl. Oh, okay. You've never. Uh, there's never like Sally comes on and goes, "Hey, nice shot." <laughs> yeah, it's always like Freddie. Who's but I mean, are can characters be a girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. All right. Because uh, it's NBA. There are no NBA girl players. Oh, true. Good point. Um, take lots of breaks. They say every day, and then take a cold shower, which I've, I've only ever in my whole life taken. A few cold showers, and that was the the hot water heater went out at church camp one year, and we had to if we were going to take a shower, we had to take it in cold shower. And this is me in a cold shower. Turn the water on, stand away from it, run into it, and run oh, out. It's terrible. It was like a, hit, a quick hitter. <laughs> you run in, get wet, then run out, then you wash, and you run in and rinse off. So there you go. Do those things every day. They say. I'll give you a TV show. Tell me the decade that it came out in. Show number one is Game of Thrones. So you tell me the decade the first episode premiered. Game of Thrones. 80s. Mm-hmm. 90s. I'm telling you the decades like you don't know. 2000s even. 2010s. Game of Thrones. Amy, what decade? 2010s. Lunchbox? 2010s. Eddie? 2010s. Game of Thrones debuted in 2011, so you're all right. Yeah, right. Right. a year. Okay. How about American Idol? American Idol debuted in what decade? American Idol episode season one was uh, Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini. I got to admit, I was watching the final episode and I was like, come on, Justin. He didn't win. I'm a big Kelly Clarkson fan now, though. Okay. American Idol, what decade? Amy. 2000s. Lunchbox? It's definitely 2000s. Eddie? 2000s, but it's close. The year American Idol debut was 2002. You're all right. Good job. Oh, good. All right. How about Roseanne? Hmm. 
Roseanne Barr, John Goodman. The show debuted in what decade? All right. Amy struggling? Yeah. What'd you write down? Well, I wrote down the 90s, but I have I don't know that I'm in yet because I think it could. What if it's 89? Well, what is your answer? <laughs> 90s. Lunchbox? I put 90s. Eddie? I put 80s because I feel like it's 89, 88. Roseanne debuted in 1988. (laughs) Eddie takes the lead by one. Man, I can't trust myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) You cannot be trusted. I can't. Trust myself. Here we go. Uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What decade did it debut? Amy? <laughs> 90s. Lunchbox? Definitely the 90s. Eddie? 1990, dude. It has to be. It came out in 1990. Oh. Barely made the 90s, but it is the 90s. All right, let's do another one. Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries. Sure what what decade was Cheers debuting in? Amy? Like 80s. Lunchbox? 80s. Eddie? I'm going to go 1970s. Not an option and wrong. Uh-huh. So Wow, when Saka. you were in high school. <laughs> now wow. we're all tied again. We're all tied. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back yeah. to his high school days. That's uh, cool. Cheers, 1982. Did you know Steve Warner sang the theme to Who's the Boss, by the way? He did? Uh-huh. That's awesome. The original one, yeah. How does that one go? Yeah, uh, Come on, you know it. Well, I was better sing Facts of Life. Uh, who's the boss? There's a time of win and a time of day. That's amazing. He sang that. Yeah, yeah. There's a time lost day. Yeah. I don't think I got any words right, but that's the matter. No, no, doesn't matter. And at the end was you. There's a lot and a lot All right, here we go. We're now to sudden death here. Oh, boy. Ray, will you find me the Steve Warner version of the Who's the Boss team? They later replaced it, but uh, he wrote, I'm, I'm almost positive Steve Warner sang Who's the Boss when it launched. Uh, here we go. Last one. Let's do The Bachelor. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. a good one. What decade? I don't even know that I know this version of the song. I guess I don't really know The Bachelor for a song. But The Bachelor, what decade was that? You get it, you stay in. Oh, man. All right. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Eddie's still struggling, right? Good I am. Guys. Need an answer, Eddie? Everybody's I'm in. I'm in. Amy? 100%. It's the 2000s. Lunchbox? It's 2000s. Eddie? Dang, I put 2010s. Eddie, you're eliminated. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right, you two are still in. Uh, Lunchbox and Amy. Uh, full house. Oh, that's a good question, dude. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman paperboy. Evening TV. All right. Oh, Amy? 90s. Lunchbox? I just went off the, the twins' age, 90s. The 80s. You're both wrong. Dang! Oh, wow. 
Shoot. Let's do one more. 80s? For real? Yeah, 1987. Uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Ooh. What decade was that? All right, Amy. 80s. Lunchbox? 1989, so I have 80s. Uh, it's 1988. You're both right. Yes. Dang it. Well, I'm running out of them here. Uh, Saved by the Bell. Let's try Saved by the Bell. What decade Saved by the Bell? I'm in. By the time I right, got Amy? my books and I give them 80s. Lunchbox? 80s. Wow, you're both right. 89. Wow. Uh, I'm running out of them here. The Walking Dead. What decade to The Walking Dead? I'm in. Sure. Amy? I know it. Does he know it? Lunchbox? Well, I know it. Do you know it? I'm Same not. time. Okay. One, <laughs> two, three. 2010s. 2010s. Oh. Amy said 2000s. Lunchbox said 2010. Ah, 2010. I have no idea. I didn't watch the show, so I don't know. 2010. It could what, be. What did you write I down? I had 2000s. Like, okay. but that means by 2009 it was out. But if it was too, I mean, I, I have mean, no idea. I remember when the we got Walking into Dead Walking Dead came out in 2010. Lunchbox yeah. ran. Zombies. 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 Whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, Steve Warner, by the way, wrote, um, he's saying, I don't know if he wrote it to him, uh, Brand New Life for the, in the 80s for Who's the Boss. Do we have a clip of that, Ray? Will we be able to find it or no? Ah, there it this is. Might not, this might be the later version, though, because oh, they really? redid it. Go ahead. Something same guy. Same dude. It's got to be. <laughs> Whatever. What? Anyway, there you go. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. This dad was arrested for breaking a bunch of traffic laws, for speeding, for running stop signs, for all these things. And nobody got hurt. But he was doing it because he was rushing his one-year-old daughter to the hospital. She was choking on a penny. He was trying to get there in a hurry. He also did not have a valid driver's license. So what he does, he speeds there. Nobody gets hurt. Takes the baby in. She ends up being okay. They got the penny out of her throat. And here you go. Here's where the good news comes in. The nurses bonded him out. Oh, they got the money together? and He pulled into the hospital. He was taken into custody because cops were right behind him. And the nurses took the money, put it all together, and bonded him out of jail. Wow. Come on, and nobody got hurt. Like I don't like you running lights and stuff because I don't want. To, but if your kid's choking, yeah, like it's go time. Yeah, you gotta go. Like, sorry. And then the nurses said, "Oh, he didn't have any money. We'll get him out." Love that story right there. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Virginia. A 23-year-old man showed up to the hospital missing a hand and several fingers from his other hand. He said, man, I was messing with the lawnmower, stuck my hand under there, and chopped it off. Mm. Police went to his house and found out he was trying to learn how to make homemade bombs and blew himself up. Wow. Scary. Yeah. 
crazy. Wow. I'm glad he's a bonehead. So does he get in trouble? Plus, yes. Did he have illegal things or was he using legal things to blow things up for fun in the backyard? Uh, no, he had a previous conviction for explosives and now he's oh. facing other charges. Well, you know what? I enjoy this bonehead. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Lawnmower. There you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, let's open up the old mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones. My name is Danielle. My niece is 13 years old and she has a flip phone. She's had it for about two years. She told me that she wants an iPhone for her birthday, but her parents think it's unnecessary. It's not even that I'm trying to be the cool aunt here just by getting her the iPhone, but no, I think phones nowadays are pretty necessary to communicate. Texting and calling friends are super important when it comes to teens' lives. Flip phones aren't exactly the most useful or fun to use. Again, she's 13. Should I get her one for her birthday? Would love to hear your opinion from Danielle. Hey, Danielle, the answer is no. 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 What's wrong with you? Well, I can't yeah. wait to say no. No. And yeah, you are trying to be cool, Ann. Yeah. Which is fine. You're not her mom. <laughs> but you cannot get a... F- no, no, no. You can't undercut no. her mom or dad or uh-uh. grandma or no. whoever's raising her. Mm-mm. This is the quickest, easiest one ever. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like... I, I knew it. I read it right before we came on. But I thought it was going to be like, hey... So it looks expensive. Do you think it's too much for a 13-year-old? Mm. Right, but if the parents But if the parents say no, say no you're this yeah. you're second string when it comes to making decisions. If if I was a parent and I wanted my kid to get an iPhone and you as the aunt wanted to buy it, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. thank you. But that's awesome. not the case here. No, but it's just, yeah, if they don't if they're not ready for that, they're not ready for that. And that's just gonna create so much drama. Even if you feel the parents are wrong, it's yeah. not your job. You're not the mom. Because Eddie never wants to get his kids a phone no. or no. and even my a stamp. Sister, Eddie's like, no, they don't even get stamps to mail letters. That's how that's well, how helicopter parent Ed, Eddie is. When my sister or brother did that crap, oh, I'd be so mad. Where do you stand right now with getting your kids' phones? No. No, no, no. Where do you stand based on their age? Like your son now is? Oh, he's 12. And would you get him a phone? What kind of phone? A, a iPhone. No, 18. 18. Oh That's my gosh. point. That's my point. 18. Eddie, that is a little ridiculous. What is that? The helicopter? <laughs> the helicopter. 18. No way, man. Listen, uh-uh. 12, that makes sense. If you don't want it, that's fine. But 18, Eddie. No, it's too. It's, there's too much. The internet He's going to have a car, no. but not an iPhone. So when does he get sure. a computer? Well, he has an iPad now, but it's block, 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 block. <laughs> and I don't mind that. He's, tw- he's 12. He's 12. Eight, you're not going to get him one until he's 18. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine the trouble he can get into with an iPhone? Uh-uh. Okay, so and your other son is there are six and five foster kids, five yeah. babies. No, the, the, and and maybe I guess you know once like, who knows what's gonna happen in you know ten years? How my mind's gonna be thinking? Or he'll be twenty two, Eddie. No, no, I'm yeah, you have to get him ones. a iPhone at twenty two. <laughs> I'm talking about the younger ones. I may change my mind with the younger ones, but for my twelve year old, sorry, bud, it's a no. Amy, you have a thirteen year old daughter. Yeah, she has a phone. She has a watch phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're starting discussions about an iPhone, but we it's because we have an extra one. So my husband has two phones for work, and he mainly uses his work one and not his personal iPhone. So I'm I'm trying to talk with him about, hey, maybe we let her have it for a lot of the time. We see how she uses it. I mean, we're paying for the line anyways, so maybe it's part yours, part hers, and we transition it that way. So that's our conversation. How do you feel about Eddie saying his son's not getting one until he's retired? 18. I feel 
like it's, I don't, it's not my place to judge Eddie's parenting, but I feel <laughs> like it's a little late. I think that, you know, you're going to cause him to, you know. No, to hide a phone. Hide a phone. Yeah. Or you to, smuggling a phone into my house. Are you kidding me? Hey, did, would, you, would you get him a watch phone? Yeah, 100%. A flip phone, watch phone, no, all that. Love it. No, you would get him one like Amy's daughter has Her, yes. right now. Right now. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't mind him talking to friends. I just well, don't want the whole smartphone experience in his palm, on the palm of his hand. Yeah. In the watch the palm phone. of his hand. Okay, slogan guy. The, in the palm you of know, his hand. Melt on your mouth, not on your hand. <laughs> good. You know, I'm loving it. <laughs> what is palm in your hand? Who what knows? <laughs> At some point, it had to be somebody's. Okay, listen. But Danielle, we all say no. No, no boy, no, no way. way. No, no, Danielle, no. do not get her a phone. The end. Thank you. Close the mailbag up. <laughs> and that was Bobby's Mailbag. You can always send us emails, though. And tell us your questions. Morgan number two, where do they send the emails? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. <laughs> Amy and I both brought a relationship story to the show. Uh, mine is about bathroom wars between couples. Do you and your husband have a bathroom war at all? Uh, yeah, he doesn't like how I take over both sinks. Well, we have the same thing, but I'm the one that takes over. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> Mostly it's my glasses. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of glasses, and it kind of wades over into her part of the sink. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm the girl. Huh. <laughs> like, honestly, when we were looking at new houses to move into... It was more appealing to him the further away the sinks were from each other. It wasn't, oh, well, this has a nice backyard for the kids or, oh, well, this kitchen is nice. He's like, how far apart are those sinks? Like the further he would bring that up to the realtor. So it's a problem. A survey found that 70% of couples say they are in the middle of a bathroom war. According to men surveyed, the biggest bathroom issue is how much their wife or girlfriend left in the shower drain, hair, other things. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We have two little sinks and a big sink, so I don't have that issue. But I think, I mean, my, my whiskers clog up the drain. Yeah. But I have to liquid draino that thing mm-hmm. about once a month or so. I had to put in a special filter thingy that catches my hair. Oh, your hair? Mm-hmm. For women, their biggest gripe was the mess and smells their boyfriend leave behind the toilet. <laughs> My husband's. I'm not an issue with that either. I'm also embarrassed. Well, like after I use the bathroom, if there's like a little, like a stain on the. Okay. uh, What I'll, I clean it. Good. Good. You should. Yeah. Good job. Um, 20% of people said they ended a relationship at some point because of a person's bathroom habits. Wow. But my thing is only the glasses. Otherwise, we're pretty good. That's my story I brought in. What is your relationship story? So I have four habits that women should not try to change about their man. Okay. So. Hey, Ray, can we get the countdown numbers for this? Okay. All right, let's, we have four of them. Number four. His frankness about bodily functions. Oh. you know, not you. It's not me and... But a lot of guys... I'm not timid about it. It's not even really something I'm... Like, Eddie and I were hanging out the other day. I don't even talk about it with Eddie. Like what? Again, what's an example? Talking about farts or poop. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't... It's not really my style, even mm-hmm. with dudes. So, I don't not do it with Caitlin, but, but I just don't do it with anyone. Not really my thing. <laughs> No, it's not. We've hang out. We've hung out a lot. We don't make it a thing. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. We're just dudes. What else you got? Number three. Him looking at attractive women as they pass by. Oh, you don't like that one. Well, I think it's funny that you're, it's a habit that you shouldn't try to change. Like, yeah, because it's natural. 
right? If you saw a cute animal when, go by, wouldn't you be like, oh, Bobby, you are not going to look. One, you Bones. might notice her, but you're not going to stop and stare but at I'm a sticking girl that up walks for, I'm by. sticking up for other guys here. I don't think every fi- every battle that I'm in has to be about me specifically. I'm, oh, looking, out for the, I'm looking out for the greater good. Good. And I don't think Well, that, I like you as the example because all men I, should be like that. You're should. respectful. Eddie, you don't even do it Amy? in front of your wife. You let your wife walk ahead of you so she doesn't see you, so don't even talk. Correct, but it's human nature, guys. That's yeah. your style? Yes. That's so Isn't nice. That so creepy? You just make sure she can't see you stare at other so, women? So what I do is I just... Because, oh. again, guys, this is just human nature. You see an attractive person, you look at them. Now, what I do, let my wife walk in front, and then she can't see me looking. And I'm not staring or drooling. I just notice the beauty. Yeah, you can't. I mean, if if you walk by the Mona Lisa, wouldn't you take a look and be like, "Wow, what a great, great thank point. you." I don't have a problem Whatever. because guys are very we're idiots. We need visual. We're like, duh, look how pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, if you girls could see the the generosity in someone's heart, you'd probably stare too. But you can't see that. <laughs> yeah, how do you think the human race okay. exists, Amy? Whatever. You gotta number, have that. Number three. That, oh. make, that that makes no sense. <laughs> how do you think the human race exists? We have to be, be able to think s- that people are attractive. No, too. you're if you're making that your point, then it's like, how are you in a monogamous relationship? I can't even talk. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know what you mean. Number two. Um, his inability to put the toilet seat down. I don't know if that's an issue because I've never in my whole life had to deal with it. She hasn't said anything about it, but I don't know that I actively put the seat down. It's very frustrating. I, it might be. I need to think about that for the first time. But I think that I've trained my husband. I think that you can change that about your man. You know what I might just start doing? Just peeing on the toilet seat. Like, always keeping oh. it down and just never lift it. Oh, wow. No. It's, if I pee, I pee. If I don't, I don't. But it's always down. How about you just lift it up to pee and put it right back down the Oh, i got so many things to remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, here, and, and here we go. These are the four things you shouldn't change in your man. Number one. His obsession with sports. Okay. You have obsessions too, though. Right, I wouldn't try to change that. You, but you do. You no, do. I do you not. come in here no, and you're I do like, not. Well, if we have to watch one more Cowboys game, well, I'm going to circumcise them. Remember when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I never that's said. weird. But that's what we hear. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I didn't say that. You're like, let's watch one more Longhorn game. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I think I've had to get used to sports, but I've never tried to change that about like you him. You hate football season. I like that he's passionate about it. Mm. I have, re- I, if anything, I'm the one that's done changing on that. I am more. And has he allowed you to watch shows like Housewives? He's allowed me. Well, you're allowing him <laughs> to watch football without pushing back a whole lot. Right. No, I mean, I guess it's just that I have to have, like, football. Listen, here's the deal with football it's Thursday, it's Saturday morning, college game day. There's it's right when you wake Beverly up. Beverly Hills Saturday. Housewives. No, no, no. There's New York there's Housewives. Saturday, isn't there's there game? Saturday night. Then there's Sunday deck. night football. There's then there's a Monday deck. night Pump football. Rules. <laughs> so there's all, there's a lot of football. There's a lot of Andy Cohen. I'm be honest with you. <laughs> Just that saying. is true. That's just saying. So, but okay, those are the four things yeah. not to change. To, well, they say you shouldn't try to change, but I Agreed. think you could work on some of nope, them. No, we're good. We've settled it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, there's been some talk about mustard baths. Have you heard of them? Sounds delicious as my favorite condiment, as we know. (laughs) It's my least favorite condiment, so I'm not about it. But they say that it can help with cold and flu-like symptoms. But what's a mustard bath? Do you actually into the bathtub or? mm, It's a mixture of mustard powder and Epsom salt and baking soda, which I already take Epsom salt and baking soda baths. And that really does work. But if you add in that mustard powder, 
It might help you out with cold or flu, but they say it doesn't have the power to uh, fight COVID-19. This just sounds like a grandma remedy that (laughs) you think might work but never actually does. I tried taking a bath with Epsom salts. I was really sore. It didn't do crap to me. How do you know? I think it probably did relieve the Because I went in and I was really sore and then I got out and I was really sore. Nothing changed. Did you go in with an open mind? No, but I got out with the same closed mind so it didn't move me. (laughs) Whatever. They work for me. They're very relaxing. Okay. You know what I use? Mr. Bubbles. I have oh, a pink good. bottle of Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> and when I feel like taking a bubble bath, that's what I do. All right, okay, what else? question. Have you ever hit a hole in one? No. no. Is, oh, is it super rare? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because a five-year-old just did it. What? Yeah. Well, that's who does it usually. Really good golfers are random or Meemaw. We'll go back to Meemaw. He's like, yeah, I played my third time. I hit a hole in one. You're like, no, you didn't. And then, yeah. Yeah, he sank a hole in one. He said he hit a seven iron. It took two bounces off the fairway and one bounce off the green, and then into the flag it went. Yeah, mm-hmm. lucky uh, shot. Never hit a hole. No, his was right on though. <laughs> but I like I like the double hop in the fairway, and then in. Love that hole in ones. You could play every day of your life and not hit one, or you could play you know a few times and get lucky and hit one. Do we still believe what was it that couple a couple weeks ago? They both hit a hole in one on the same day, mm. like together. And no one was around them because they were playing social distancing. That's so mm-hmm. hard. They both hit one. <laughs> yeah. Do we believe that? I do. In my heart, I do. I don't think they're going to lie. I say no. I, it's so easy to make up because no one was there. Totally made but up. But who would make that up? Lunchbox. And then the news gets out <laughs> and you both got to hold the story for the rest of your life. Uh, I'm going to say uh, <laughs> this five-year-old, though, my, uh, I'm looking at the video. Oh, he's already better than we are. Wow. Oh, really? He got a good – yeah, no, he crushes it. Dang. All right, there you go. Is that it, Amy? Well, I have I have one more thing. Just curious, want your opinion on this because a woman has custody of her sister's kids, and I think that she's going to end up keeping them. There's three of them, and after about six months, she'll be able to apply to adopt them. But one of the kids' name is Chaos – and she says he already has some crazy behavior, you know, chaotic. But you named at him times. chaos. What do no, you want to do? No, she didn't. Her sister. the world champion at Quiet Game. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. Her sister named the kid Chaos. Well, now that she's about to become the adopted mother, she she went on Reddit asking the world if it was okay for her to legally change Chaos's no. name because she thinks that it will be stigmatizing towards him, and he's three. So is three too late to change a name? You don't change his name. He's three. It stinks, but now you have to deal with that. You have to deal with a lot of other things, too. He's your kid now. There's probably a lot of trauma there you have to deal with, too. Yeah, a lot. So, but no, you don't change the poor kid's name. He's going through enough already. Call him K. Yeah, I was going to say K. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Oz. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> if, if someone's named Chaos, they're probably going to... You know, my cousin Flatulent, he stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's... Stop. What? Stop. That was funny. <laughs> So why would he stop, baby? Just call him going, Bones? I keep on rolling with it. All right. Anyway, um, I, I was talking to my Uncle Follicle. His hair will not stop growing. So it's just one after the other, okay. right? Yeah. All right. Is that it? Uh-huh. Oh, Folly. He's Uncle Folly. I was Folly's trying to think of one, him. but mine got kind of dirty. I don't know why. I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> oh, Uncle Frank? <laughs> Is that what it was? No. Mine oh. was Bones. Aunt Kilbasa? <laughs> Okay, maybe that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So shout out to this teenager named Cole. He was born with cystic fibrosis, so he's been in and out of the hospital. And most recently, he had to go in for some treatment that kept him there for a while. And on his last day, he wanted to do something special to thank the nurses and staff for taking good care of him. And that's when the idea for a pizza party popped in his head. But I mean, he's a kid. He's in the hospital. He doesn't have money for that. So he got some paint and wrote a message on the upper floor window of the hospital that said, all caps, send pizza to 8 South Room 14. And it worked. Like 18 pizzas showed up sent by strangers <laughs> who saw his sign and he was able to throw a pizza party for the staff. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. I shout, know. Shout out to those people who did that, too. That's yeah. so cool. Such a good idea. Well, how old was the kid? Did it say He's 18. He's 18? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a smart idea. He's an adult. That's good, though. Good story. That was Tell Me Something Good. Over to Amy with the morning corny. The morning corny. What did the proton say to the electron? What did the proton say to the electron? Stop being so negative. Uh, (laughs) That was the morning corny. Hey, by the way, you guys can call us if you want at any time, even if it's 9 p.m. Leave a message on the voicemail. 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-BOBBY. Let us know what segment you like. Or if you have a question for the show, leave it up there. Lunchbox, how are you feeling after the lemon juice challenge yesterday? Guys, all day long, my stomach just felt uneasy, uneasy. And we go for a walk around the neighborhood. I had to leave my wife and run back to the house because I had, <laughs> I, I don't know how to. I told y'all that was going to oh, happen. Well, Eddie and Lunchbox tried to drink a liter of lemon juice yesterday. Lunchbox won 50 bucks. Yeah. I got it, right? I got I in my Venmo. What up? Um, which, by the way, Venmo's changed the world for me. Yeah. It's so yeah, easy yeah. to just pay people now all the mm-hmm. time. Sometimes I just see friends and just send them a dollar. And also, let me say this to listeners. You guys send, they Venmo me money, and then I feel the pressure to I have to find places to give it. <laughs> you can't keep it. <laughs> right. I don't, and so I'm always, I'll just look at my Venmo and I'll have like $93 from different listeners throughout the day. I'm not even sure what my Venmo name is. Do we, what is my, anyway, so now I have all this pressure on, hey, stop Venmoing me money. I'm saying it now. Thank you very much. That was fun. We, we did masks, but right now I'm not asking for it. So you don't have to Venmo me anything. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But um, Lunchbox got his money. He was sick from all the lemon juice. Oh. Eddie, you drank close to a liter. Were you sick yesterday? No, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe my body needed it or something. Nothing changed. Maybe, like, that was the cleanse that my stomach needed oh, nice. <laughs> at the time. But I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it never did. Yeah. I'm fine. Well, I appreciate it. I'm looking now. I have another $7 from this morning in Venmo just from people. Already this morning? Yeah, and I try to get <laughs> rid of it as soon as I can. I try to push it to good things. But I don't like that pressure anymore. And how do people not know I would just steal it? Yeah, you could easily. I could easily. But if I was, I wouldn't say how you know I could. <laughs> I would just, anyway, um, thank you very much. You know, we did on Twitter, I think she's almost there. This girl hit me up and I was like, hey, my dog tore its ACL. You see that? Oh, yeah. What is up with that? Well, the last I looked, she needed $3,000. And so I donated and said, hey, here's her link. And then the last I looked, she was like 2600 Oh, well, you just need 400 people to Venmo you a dollar. No, don't Venmo me. You can go to her page. No, don't do that. Oh, okay. Sorry. What is happening here? I was just trying to help. Well, you guys love this game last time we played it. I mean, people in the room and listeners that hit me up. So I'll play you the easy listening version of a country song. Like if you're in an elevator or a dentist chair, all you have to do is name the real song. 
But here is Jake Owen, Barefoot Blue Jean Knight, easy listening style. Just sitting back, about to get that laughing gas. All right, write your answers down, guys. We have five songs. All these are country songs, but played in easy music. Up first, name it. Can you name that easy listening country song, Amy? Yep. Body Like a Back Road. Lunchbox? Oh, Body Like a Back Road. Eddie? Yeah, it's Body Like a Back Road. Good. This one's tough. See if you can name this one. Playing the crap out of that horn, though. So good. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Herp Albert? <laughs> All right. Everybody's in. Hold on. Oh, I'm in. You just heard 38 seconds of the oh, song. Come on, Amy. Three. Two, one, pens down. Amy, what do you have? God gave us angels. No. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. What is it? Hey, he did though. I know. <laughs> Lunchbox? Man, I knew it had God in it, so God bless the broken road. It doesn't have God in no. it. Incorrect. Uh, Eddie. Ooh, one of my favorite songs. I love this song. Cowboys and Angels. Oh, Cowboys. <laughs> Dustin Lynch. Yeah. God gave us angels. <laughs> All right, can you name this easy listening country song? Pins down. Amy? Drink a beer. Lunchbox? Oh, it's called Drink a Beer. I I put sit right here. Oh, Eddie. Gosh. Drink a beer. Oh, I'm going to sit right here. All right, two more. This is, uh, I'm going to give you a little hint on this one. It's from about 10 years ago. Okay. So not new, but not old. I didn't need a hint. I'll get it. That would be right. 2010. Pins down in three, two, one. <gasps> Amy? I want to love you forever. Mm-hmm. Lunchbox? Forever, never, amen. No, Eddie? I think it's wanted. Oh. Will you play the easy listening version? Oh. I want to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Hayes, right. wanted. Yeah, wanted, yeah. yeah. All right. I want to make you feel wanted. No, 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 no. 
Will you play the real version right now? Cause I wanna wrap you up, wanna kiss All right, one more. Name this, this is when it pays to know the real lyrics. I know it does, <laughs> yeah. Three seconds. Right? Lunchbox. Shout out Anderson High School. Nothing. What? He's like the guy on Millionaire. I don't yeah. have it. Amy? I'm meant to be. Eddie? Oh. Oh, I have It Will Be. Oh, uh, suck Can you play the uh, easy listening back again? I almost went with Ride With It. Ride with me. You didn't go with Shadow Anderson High School? <laughs> no, I did not. Let you ride with me. Ride, ride with me. See where this thing goes. If it's meant to be. Come on, baby. And she comes in with a flute. I don't need a That's BB Rexa. Uh, so that means Eddie, you're a winner, though. Yeah. Nice job. Good job. Thank you. Come on. What do you want to say to all the people rooting you on this morning? Hey, shout out Memorial High School. <laughs> Mustang, let's go. Raymundo, how tall do you say you are? 5'7", on my driver's license. Do you think you're 5'7", or do you think you kind of knocked it up an inch or so? They measured me here at work. It was like 5'6", and a yeah. couple of cents. Let me see what mine says. Because mine says 6'1", and I think I wore really tall shoes. High heels? Yeah, because I'm honestly, I'm six foot, a little more than six foot, but I can't really claim 6'1", mm-hmm. unless I'm in the right shoes. And I looked at my driver's license. It says I'm 6'1". So I guess I'm officially 6'1". You have to. If it says on your driver's license, that's what it is. Well, here's why I ask about height. Because I'm, okay, driver's license heights. That'll be what we say for now on. What, do you have your, pull your driver, pull your heights out of your I know well, I don't is. have a driver's license, but. Oh, yeah, Amy still doesn't <laughs> what have a driver's license. I lost it last summer. Oh, you got a ride to work today? What? No, I drove. I have my <gasps> oh! Amy! What? Also, wow. coronavirus, I haven't been able to go to the DMV. Amy. How tall did your old driver's license five, say? 5'6". Lunchbox? 5'11". Eddie? Mine says 5'11", but I'm six foot. Come on. I don't think you're as tall as I am, though. You're not. You're 6'1", but- technically. Oh, that's true. Uh-huh. You got me! Yeah. All right. Uh, Morgan? I'm 5'1 on my driver's license. But so in real life? I lied. I'm five. I'm five foot. <laughs> you lied. And Ray, your driver's license says? 5'7". Okay. So there's a cosmetic surgeon who charges clients $75,000 for limb lengthening procedures, hmm. which can stretch patients up to six inches. What? Oh. The Harvard-educated surgeon and orthopedic specialist achieves this by making incisions in the femur and the tibia, so the legs, the two big bones there. Oh. And then slowly stretches them out permanently. After surgery, the patient uses a remote control that triggers a device to stretch, i.e. break and heal the bone incrementally. Oh, This sounds awful, but also I'm intrigued. Ray, let's say it wasn't that painful. Would you pay good money? Would you take out a loan to be six inches taller? No, I don't want to be taller now. I did when I played sports, but there's no reason. Those people's bodies break down. Like, I'm seeing it through my father right now. He's having so many issues with his legs, back, butt, everything. My body, my body. I'm going to be able to go just like my mom until I'm 100 and not have any problems whatsoever. It pays to be short when you're older in life. I'm dead serious. And I guess you got a girl now. There's no reason to be tall. I don't even play sports as much anymore. But that would just bring them up to our level. 
like how tall we are, right? Six inches? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you like to see what it's like to live our life? Yeah. Right? You're not just seeing, you're living it. You've like had a lot of Like being able to see the top <laughs> shelf? <laughs> but Dude. no, you wouldn't take out a loan to be 60. Would you have done it at age 25? I would have done it in high school when I could have maybe made college sports and stuff. Yes. Not now. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Morgan, you're five foot zero. Would you take out a loan to, to be uh, taller? <laughs> no, I like my height. All right. All right. Isn't that crazy? $75,000? That is. And isn't it crazy they keep breaking slowly? You have a remote to slowly yeah. break your legs? I need to s- <laughs> I want to see how it works, I guess. Yeah. They should, that guy should have his own reality show. And if you're going to do surgery, botch surgeries... They should have people that come in short and then they come back on the check-in six months later, they're six foot six inches taller. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. This baby Edwin was born 12 weeks premature and needed some medicine to help develop its lungs. Only problem is the hospital he was born at in Nebraska doesn't have the medicine and there's a bomb cyclone going on outside. 70 mile an hour winds. And they have the, the medicine in Colorado. A deputy jumps in his car and drives from Colorado to Nebraska in the middle of the bomb cyclone to deliver the medicine. I don't even know what a bomb cyclone is, but it sounds like Intense. it's bad. It's just bad weather, like real cold and windy and crazy. Yeah. And Casey Swingle, Deputy Casey Swingle, drove all the way in the bomb cyclone. Come on, Deputy. Bomb. Wow. Deputy Casey, thank you very much. That's amazing. Let's go talk to, this is Zesily. Is that your name, Zesily? Yes. Hi, Zesley. What's going on? Hi, Bobby. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. What would you like to say? Um, I just wanted to say um, I really appreciate everything y'all do um, as continue as to like continuing on the show because um, I've been listening since like elementary since my mom has had us listening to you. I'm 22 years old now, and I'm still continuing to listen to you because I enjoy y'all so much. And literally, my favorite part of the show is like the whole entire show because. Every part makes me crack up. I live in New Braunfels, but I'm from Austin, Texas. So that whole hour, hour drive has had me crack up because, like, every single part, <laughs> love, I love it. Well, appreciate wow. that. Every single part. Quite the endorsement. Wow. Do we pay her right window or no? No. No, we don't. All right. Hey. <laughs> and I love that she's 22. I've been listening since elementary school. Hey, that's just part of life now. <laughs> I Amy. know. I know it is. I'm just like. Mm, it is what it is. It we is. used to be young and cool. I know. Now we're not. Now we're neither. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Th- uh, there you go. Thank you, Lunchbox. That was Tell Me Something Good. We Googled easy kids riddles, except we're not asking them to kids. We're asking them to the adults in the room here. Let's play Riddle Me This. Amy, you're up first. After you hear the question the second time, you'll have 15 seconds to answer the kid's riddle, okay? Okay. I have a tail and a head, but no body. What am I? You're right. I have a tail and a head, but no body. What am I? Timer starts now. A coin. Hey, you don't have to rush, you know? <laughs> Listeners maybe want to. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct. You're on. Okay. Good job. All right, lunchbox. Yeah, buddy. What's something in your house that goes up and down? But never moves. What's something in your house that goes up and down, but never moves? Something that goes up and down in my house, but never moves. Well, in my house, it had to be the stairs because they don't move, but they do. You can go up them or down them. So I'm gonna go stairs. He says stairs. Show me stairs. That is correct. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, good one. Hmm. Eddie, over to you. Come on. What is broken if you say its name? You say its name. What is broken 
if you say its name, timer starts oh now. Oh my gosh, it's broken. Say its name and it breaks. Aye, glass. No. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, what promise. Is a promise. Still had oh. four seconds to think. Promise, break. What is broken if you say its name? Does anybody know? There's no way. Do you guys know? I got to guess. What? Secret. Silence. Oh. Oh, of course. I'm sorry, Eddie. You have been eliminated. Okay, great. (laughs) Amy. Hit me. Kids riddles. Round two. What has feet on the inside but not on the outside? What has feet on the inside but not on the outside? What? Feet... What has the foot feet, of a bed? What has feet on the inside feet. but not on the outside? Timer a starts now. A tub, a bed, a feet, has teeth. You have 10 seconds. What has feet on the inside but not on the outside? What? <laughs> feet on the inside. Time, I need an answer. Feet. Incorrect. A piano. The answer is shoes. Oh, oh, man, that was a tough wow. one. Or shoes. That yeah. was a tough one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Lunchbox can win this one <sighs> with the correct answer. Let's go. Ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> what can hold a car but can't lift a feather? What can hold a car but can't lift a feather? Timer starts. What can hold a car but can't lift a feather? Kids riddle for Lunchbox. He has five seconds. Yeah, go ahead and cue the music. Garage. It is a garage. <laughs> Andy, he wins today. Look at this. Woo! Guys! And he possumed you guys all the way to the end. You know, guys, what I love? You know what I love? I love Riddle Me There he is. He does love that. These two guys say they were switched at birth in West Virginia 80 years ago. As the DNA test showed, they matched with each other's families. And then I wonder, do you even want to know? You're 80. Do you even want to know that your life was rocked so long ago? I guess it... mm. John William Carr III and Jackie Lee Spencer are suing the Diocese of Wheeling, Charleston, alleging negligence and breach of duty by St. Joseph Hospital. They were both born on the same day, August 29th, 1942. The men's lawsuit claims hospital staff sent them home with each other's parents. Error came to light last year. It's crazy they're both alive, too. Right, and how did it come to light? Well... Spencer, who had been searching for his birth father, took a DNA test showing he wasn't related to anyone in his own family. Wow. Testing showed he was actually related to Carr's family. So then Carr was like, hmm, all right, let me take a little test here. And he was related to the family that raised Spencer. Dang. Oh, so they figured it out. That is Are crazy. any of the parents still alive, though, to even oh. know? No, I, no don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so. nor are the doctors or nurses. So wow. that is crazy. Would you want to know? You're 80 years old. Let's just say, you you know, you had a pretty good normal life. If I did, then I'm okay with knowing. Uh, 
a little because they're even they're not alive either to go meet either. Exactly. Right. I would just feel really bad if like say I started having conversations with the other guy that had the life I was supposed to have and he had a really, really hard life. I'd feel so bad because I'd be like, that was supposed to be me and you had a hard life and I had a great life. (laughs) That would suck. That's funny that that's where your mind goes. Because mine goes, I get really mad at the guy for having a great life, and I was over here <laughs> sucking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the same. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I, I wouldn't want to know. But they're going to make some money off the hospital. But again, but, 80 okay. years ago, who knows? I just figured babies are just getting thrown into people's hands. <laughs> All right, next up, grab a baby, throw it to them. Okay, so. It's the pilgrims, basically. What about now? So at 80, you don't want to know, but at 40, do you want to know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, yes, for genetic reasons for your uh, health. I'm dealing with this right now with a bunch of health issues. I don't know because my mom's not alive. She passed away in her 40s. I don't know my biological father. I don't, my grandfather was, I don't know anybody, either of my grandfathers. So I don't know anything genetic that happened to me. But I think most people at my age still have people alive above them. So, yes, I would want to know now for that reason. At 80, your check's been written. You know? <laughs> You've lived your life. You, it's there. Go to the oh, bank. <laughs> my dad's like that age. I know, but I mean, you have, to, you, have, you have to catch it right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes or no, would you want to know if you're 80? And you've lived a good life? Yes, because maybe I still have a chance to meet some grandkids or something. Dang, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. But what if... Yeah, I want to know no matter what. I don't but care But what if, if you lose your grandkids? Why would I lose them over this? Because then you're like, you're not my real papa. Herb I'd be is. like, no, it doesn't matter. I mm. am your papa. But guess know. what? You got a bonus, papa. Herb, come on in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to know. Yeah, for uh, sure. I don't want to know. Okay. Lunchbox tried to buy a house. It's not Johnny Cash's house, but it's like the house across the street from his place. It was his parents' house. He bought it for them so they could live across the street for him. And so he would go over there for dinner and spend time and supposedly wrote songs in this house. And uh, when his house burned down, I guess he stayed there for a little bit and... How did you know this? Uh, I read stuff online, but then when I made the call, the lady told me more. Okay, here's Lunchbox <laughs> acting like he wants to buy Johnny Cash's family house. Hello? Hey, Holly, Jason Gibble here, businessman making business deals, trying to get that money. And I was calling, I was trying to get some information on one of the houses you have listed. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, you know what I mean? I was looking on the internet and I found this house on... 185 Caudill? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Could you give me a little more information on that house? Um, well, it was Johnny Cash's um, family's property. Wait, wait, like Johnny Cash, the guy that played the guitar? Uh-huh. <laughs> Woo! That's pretty cool. The guy that played the guitar. <laughs> so that's what he's known for. <laughs> My favorite part of this, though, is Lunchbox. Uh, he starts at the call. When he should go, hi, how's it going? But instead he's like, I want to buy a house. And he gets to go and say, hey, how's it going today? It's just like a random order of just saying things to her. Um, okay, so we, we, it's Johnny Cash's family house. You act like that she told you about it. Yeah, she okay. she does. All right. So did Johnny Cash ever have dinner over there? Yeah, I mean, his family lived there. He owned the house across the street that burned down. Oh, my. Did he write any of his hits in that house? Did he, like, you know, come up with the music because he was sitting there going, Sitting on the couch, and I could be like, "Oh my gosh, Johnny Cash wrote his song right here." Yes. What songs did he write in that house? I'm not really sure. It was part of his American series. <laughs> Do you know any Johnny Cash songs? Yeah, the Folsom County Blues. Oh my! Not gosh. even the song. Go County. ahead. Yeah, when he sings <laughs> in the j- prison. Yeah, well, it's a county jail. 
Okay. No. All right. Can, and then I know the one uh, Ring of Fire. Okay, good. Yeah. If I paid you like 800 cash, would you take it? <laughs> I'm starting to think that you're not really a serious buyer. Ma'am, I'm a businessman making business deals trying to get that money. I am very serious. Mm-hmm. Do you have an agent you're working with that can show it to you? Oh, I have an agent. Yeah, I mean, my agent, you know, like gets me trying to get me in movies, trying to get me on Survivor, <laughs> things like that. Do I need a Do I need a different type of agent? You need a real estate agent. Oh, well, aren't you a real estate agent? You can help me out. Are you approved for that amount of money? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I got straight cash. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a businessman. I make deals all the day. Like, I mean, I don't like the nickel and dime. You know, I don't have time for all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I would need for you to email me your bank statement. Whoa, you want access to my bank account before I even see it? <laughs> hey, I've got to go. So, <laughs> um... My favorite thing is he just starts throwing out cliches when he doesn't know <laughs> what to say. He's like, I don't nickel and dime. I don't got time for that. I'm a businessman trying to make that money. It's like he's saying that so he can think of something else to yes. say. He's just slamming cliches. You know, reach for the stars, keep feet on the ground, you know? <laughs> don't give a hoot, don't pollute. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> All right, we got a call here. What's up? Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Um, I was just wondering why we haven't heard any fans for the day. Uh, I really enjoy your all show. I've been listening for a couple of years. All right, y'all have a great rest of the week. Okay, well, this started because Eddie was homeschooling his kids, and Eddie's Mexican. And so you were yeah. teaching them your Spanish word of the day. Right. Can we bring it back for a one-time shot? Bones, it's my life. I'm locked and loaded with Spanish words every day. Here we go. <laughs> All right, class. The Spanish word of the day today is casa. Now that means house, Bones. Repeat after me, casa. I know what casa means. Well, let me hear you say it. Casa. (laughs) Okay, now let me use that in a sentence. (laughs) She's a brick. Casa. That's a funny one. (laughs) What do you got? Two of a kind, working on a full casa. (laughs) Yes, that's so good. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. That's Eddie's Spanish word of the day. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad from the bottom of Bobby's heart.